Allison show. I appreciate it. So a lot is, you know, a lot of news has passed since I was off last Friday. Found my voice again. Still a little rocky, but uh, it's back. If you'd like to join the conversation this morning, 715-845-2155. You know, I asked this, I believe, someday last week. You know, they all blend into one another, but asked about, uh, I, I've got a friend I follow. Um, he's got a substack, Tim Johnson of Wisconsin, and he wrote the shortlist who Trump will pick as his VP for 2024. And obviously, the, all kinds of speculation. I don't know if they're betting on it at this point, but uh, his shortlist includes Tim Scott, Christy Nome. Tom Cotton, a senator out of Arkansas, uh, Carrie Lake uh, from Arizona, and then there are others. In fact, there was a listener that called in last week and suggested, well, at least he said that his he was putting his support behind uh, Nikki Haley, and he wanted her to select Marco Rubio as uh, her running mate. Um, but uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, of course, that's another one. I think that's sort of a long shot, but um, Elise Stefanik. Uh, and then, of course, the other one that my friend Tim suggests is Nikki Haley as Trump's VP. Wouldn't that be an interesting conver- conversation? But anyway, I, again, have to repeat what I just said moments ago when I had my first guest on this morning, Eric Hovde, uh, primary candidates matter, and um, I, you know, I would, I don't know. You could argue that perhaps VP candidates or the the running mate doesn't matter as much as the candidate him or herself, but uh, I I think that it certainly does uh, make a well makes a statement. Let's take as an example uh, former governor. Sarah Palin, when she was uh, chosen to be the vice presidential candidate of uh, John McLean. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, I actually was in support of that ticket because of Sarah Palin and not because of John McCain. 715-845-2155 if you'd like to join the conversation this morning. Good morning, you're on with Meg. Oh, lost you. Sorry. Here, we'll grab you again. Good morning, you're on with Meg. Darn it. Well, we'll keep trying. You know, in the meantime, I, I do want to say that I caught there's it looks like it was a town hall format with um, well, the host was uh, Laura Ingram, uh, town hall with Trump. And there were uh, well, there were obviously questions from the audience. This is one of them that has to do with the war in Ukraine. Uh, I'm going to play the question from the member in the audience or fr- from the member at the town hall as well as uh, Trump's response to it. Here it is. This is, again, from the town hall with, uh, I believe, hosted with Laura Ingram. 
How you doing, Mr. President? Hi, Kelly. Um, one of the many great things you did in your first term was put America first. One of the right. many, many great things you did. That isn't the case in the last few years, which is evident with the unnecessary billions of dollars in foreign aid we have given specifically to Ukraine. So what is going to be the solution to fix all of that spending? Well, thank you very much, Kelly. Appreciate it. I like that question. I like this guy. I can tell. <laughs> but he's a man of common sense. I'm a man of common sense. You know, they say you're conservative, you're, you're liberal, you're this, you're that. No. We're people of common sense. We need borders. We don't want to give foreign aid to countries that hate us. I mean, we're giving foreign aid to countries that hate us. If you look at the numbers in terms of the billions and even trillions of dollars that we give to foreign aid, of foreign aid, and yet we don't protect our own border, we don't protect our own military, we have the greatest, you know, I knocked out ISIS. Everyone said it would take four years. It took me three months to knock out, totally decimate ISIS. We took out Soleimani. We took out al-Baghdadi. We did a job like nobody's ever done. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't be in favor of giving $60 billion more for Ukraine? Because no. they said without that money, Ukraine will definitely lose the war, which would then empower Vladimir Putin and yeah. endanger I um, so our allies. And I guess the thing that bothers me most, it would have never happened if I were president. Oh, it did it happen. Never so happened. what are you going to do about it, it? But it would have never happened. Putin would have never done it for two reasons. Number one, I said, don't do it. He would never have done it. And the other reason was oil prices were low. At $40 a barrel, no. it doesn't work. What would you At do $100 a barrel, he made a fortune during this war. So what I would do is, first thing I get on the phone is with the European nations, who are in for 25% of what we're in. We're in for over $200 billion. They're in for $35 billion. It's been about $100 billion so far, but it will be $160. It's, it's a difference of $150 billion. They've got to start paying up. You know, it affects them much more than it affects us. We have an ocean in between us. They don't have that ocean in between. They have to start paying up. And you know the, why they haven't paid? Because nobody asked him. Biden doesn't call. Does Biden lie awake at night, sleeping, tursing? Tur he turns for another reason, not for the reason we're talking about. <laughs> sweating, saying, we got to get more. We've got to get them to pay up. Because there's $150 billion difference. I feel very bad. Remember this. You're really up against a war machine in Russia. Russia, what they do. They defeated Hitler. They defeated Napoleon. You know, they're a war machine. They're a much bigger country. Uh, Orban, who I think is a fantastic guy. A lot of people don't like him because he's a little bit on the tough side. He is the uh, prime minister of Hungary. And he said, and he came out very strongly, they asked him, what's going on? The whole world is collapsing. He said, if the United States elects Donald Trump, it'll all end. Everybody was afraid of Donald Trump. It'll all end. And I okay, so there you have it. That would be former President Donald Trump. What say you about those comments? Of course, it, you know, I'd be, uh, frankly, I'd be curious to hear your, uh, what, what you, your reaction, I guess, to what's going on in Ukraine. And even just, I know I, I uh, talked about the interview between Tucker Carlson and Vladimir Putin and you know just providing a different perspective and and I think again why is it that we are why the United States continues to fund a war that will go nowhere throwing American taxpayer dollars flushing them down the toilet at this point 715-845-2155 good morning you're on with Meg yeah, I got a VP candidate. Oh, you do? Who do you, who do you say? Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, yeah. I like her, too. 
I, that's I mean, that's one that I haven't heard suggested, but I mean, I, I'd, I'd be in support of it. Yeah, she's got a tremendous podcast support and military support being Absolutely. National Guard and everything else. And she uh, may have been a Democrat at one time, but they abandoned her, and now she's got a strong, strong following with, like, Jocko Wilnick and a lot of them that are out there in the military and even Joe Rogan. Well, that's, I, I really like Tulsi and, and I would, I, I think that's, I'd kind of forgotten about her. Unfortunately, I should not have forgotten about her because yeah, she would be a great VP pick and imagine, um, well, I, I just think, imagine how, um, the, the appeal and really the pull that she would have to perhaps independence and even some Democrats. Independence would be huge with her and, mm -hmm. and Democrats also. She crosses a lot of lines. I don't agree with her 100%, but who agrees 100% with anybody, really? Right. Well, I agree. And I would be comfortable having her in the number two spot should something, uh, well, if something were to ever happen. And, I, you know, I certainly can't say that for our current VP. Ugh. She's solid and she's good behind the scenes, and she has, like, like I said, strong military background with a lot of support from a lot of people. And I think she would be very, very attractive candidate. You know, with people once people actually look into who she is and what she supports. I agree. Hey, thanks for the great idea. What's your first name? David. David, thanks for calling in. Hope you have a great day. You too. Thanks. Thank you. 715-845-2155 if you'd like to join the conversation. Good morning. You're on with Meg. Good morning, Meg. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Um, I'm just calling in response to yesterday's news. But, um, it was said on your, on your news portion that um, Biden was surprised or flabbergasted that um, shocked, I guess, was the word that we're that Republicans aren't supporting helping Ukraine, um, I just, how can he be shocked? I guess, I guess, why aren't we taking care of our own, our own country, our own people? Of course, of course he's shocked. That's, that's what needs to be done is take care of everybody here instead of everything overseas. Um, I just wanted to get your comments. Yeah, on I, Thank I you. agree. Hey, thanks for, what's your first name? Uh, Phil. Phil. Hey, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. I will, uh, I'll address it. You know, I, I would agree, and and I mean, I think uh, does does Joe Biden have an independent thought to speak of? I mean, isn't he just sort of equipped with the cue cards and the narratives and the talking points that he needs in order to function uh, when he is in public or in really function is probably very generous of a term. But I mean, it's it's obvious, and 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 you know, I don't say this with um, malice towards him. I say it with malice towards those that are surrounding him, that are taking advantage of someone in his condition and exploiting his condition for their own purposes. But no, I, I I'm fr frankly, I don't know if that that's an independent or original thought for him to say that he's shocked that Republicans aren't supporting. A perpetual funding of the war in Ukraine, which is not going to be won. It will not be won by the Ukrainian people, and so we are. We need. To, we need to 
we need to come up with some sort of peace agreement. And, um, and frankly, sadly, I don't think that that's going to happen while Joe Biden is still in the White House. That's the unfortunate thing because, you know, we, we all know about the military-industrial complex. What will they do without this constant funding from the American taxpayer to, uh, well, to p- perpetuate their endeavors as the military-industrial complex? 715-845-2155 if you'd like to join the conversation this morning. Good morning. You're on with Meg. Hi, good morning, Meg. It's Franco. Hi, Franco. How are you? Enjoying the mild weather. Yeah, me too. Uh, by the way, your voice sounds really well <laughs> today, Meg. Thanks. Uh, although we're not Wausau residents, uh, the mayoral the mayoral candidate Doug Dinney sounds really great on paper, and we were wondering if you might have him on the show sometime down the line. Franco, you've you've got such great timing. Um, he was supposed to be on earlier this week, but unfortunately, I had no um, voice, couldn't make any uh, noise out of my mouth. But uh, he is scheduled to be on the show this coming Friday, so stay tuned for that. He will be joining me in studio. I just I just uh, finalized the plan for that uh, just moments ago. Oh, that sounds so great this Friday, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I think that sounds really wonderful. Wishing you and all. Enjoy the sunshine today. Thanks. Bye-bye. Take care, Franco. So nice to hear from you as always. Seven one five eight four five twenty one fifty five. Good morning. You're on with Meg. Yeah, I'd like to uh, Sheriff Clark from Milwaukee on the short list for VP. Hello. I'm sorry. Uh, I must have lost you. Sorry about that. 715-845-2155. Good morning. You're on with Meg. Hey, Meg. It's Lisa. Haven't talked to you in a long time. Um, Love your guests this week. Always love Will Martin. Um, And um, obviously, um, Hovdi today was fabulous. Well, I'm glad to hear you enjoyed it. Yeah, I've known Eric for a long time. Very excited that we have such a strong candidate. I I look at him as the caliber of uh, Senator Ron Johnson, and I think he will be just as effective and representative of our values and principles and uh, Republican platform as Ron Johnson has been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his his tone was very um, conciliatory. I didn't get to hear his whole whole thing. I just tuned into the last few minutes of it. Um, you know, I, I like that number three was was um, to unite the party, and and I know you've been a big uh, proponent of of that um, along the line, along the way. Yes, well, and for your listening enjoyment, you can <laughs> you can always go out to wsau.com and uh, the entire interview is podcast. It's actually already out there on our podcast. Yeah, section, no, I'm, so. I do I do listen to your podcast. Oh, I actually have a tough time listening to you live. Um, I'm down in Arizona. So oh wow! I, you know, kind of, but you know, need to check in, see what's happening. Back yeah, thank you, so. thank you for doing so. Yeah, I mean, if you. If you have an app on your phone, we have the WSAU app. You can install on your smartphone and listen from anywhere, or you can yes, you listen indeed. online. So yeah, well, no, great. it's it's great. And actually, I have um, I just wanted to close with with one comment in Wisconsin with, for people who are um, early voting or absentee voting. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but I have 
spent 10 days in Iowa with Nikki Haley, um, continued to volunteer for her campaign, and uh, she's not going anywhere, and it's people that vote, not polls, and I'm hoping um, she surprises them in South Carolina like she did um, in New Hampshire. It will certainly be an interesting uh, result, and I am looking forward to following it. So, well, Lisa... Thank you for tuning in all the way from Arizona and uh, appreciate your call today. Have a great one. Yeah, catch you later. Bye. Thank you. 715-845-2155 if you'd like to join the conversation this morning. You know, back to that uh, short list. Is there a candidate that you, well, I should say running mate of your favorite presidential candidate that you'd like to see? Uh, One uh, caller, David, suggested Tulsi Gabbard, which I... Sadly, I don't know why I'd forgotten about her because I really like her a lot too. So that would be an interesting one. I think Bobby Kennedy Jr. would also be interesting. Good morning, you're on with Meg. Yeah, I had a stroke, so it's hard for me to talk. Uh, I like uh, for consideration for Chef Clark out of Milwaukee uh, for VP. Uh, Oh, okay. Sheriff Clark in Milwaukee. All right. Hey, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. 715-845-2155. Got it. All right. So I'm glad that you were able to call in and share that. So I don't know if you heard about this. I, I, I've talked about this in the past. I think it's it's actually um, shameful that the uh, Biden administration will not provide Secret Service protection for presidential candidate Bobby F. Kennedy Jr. Just, just mentioned him a second ago. Uh, they they have approved uh, Secret Service protection for presidential candidate Nikki Haley, who is polling 40-plus points behind Trump, but yet they will not provide that same social security, excuse me, <laughs> what did, I, did I say social security? Oh, my gosh. Secret Service protection to Bobby F. Kennedy Jr., which, I mean, his, his poll numbers, uh, well, his poll poll numbers, depending, I guess, on what the poll is. And I guess, you know, polls don't vote, right? It's the voters that vote. Just I think the last caller said that. But it, it's it's shameful to me that the Biden administration is denying RFK Jr. any protection that he and his family deserve. And and honestly, the objective is because they because the Biden campaign is so afraid of Bobby Kennedy Jr. and what he could potentially do to take siphon votes away from uh, Biden. Uh, They are draining uh, his campaign for president, his funds, uh, because because he has to obviously has to have security. And that's that's an expense that he wouldn't have to invest in if uh, he were provided with Secret Service protection. And again, it's not surprising. And and I, I sincerely hope that Democrats will take pause and realize that the Biden administration is, and really the Biden campaign, is doing everything they can uh, to, to really to, to do what the, the right thing is, to provide or at least offer protection for uh, RFK Jr. And instead, uh, instead of focusing on what Joe Biden can um well, can bring to the campaign, which is not much because he doesn't have really a record to run on. Uh, they instead are doing their best to drain 
RFK Jr.'s campaign of the necessary resources to run a campaign and really reach out to reach out to voters. And frankly, I presume because the uh, mainstream media has shut him out, they they probably aren't aware. Uh, many of them, well, we all know about low information voters, is that they're probably not even aware of Bobby Kennedy Jr.'s candidacy to begin with. And, you know, how unfortunate that is, that that there is, uh, well, rather than running a clean campaign that is based on, hey, if you're so confident, Democrats, in your current president, if you're so confident in your Democrat candidate, why wouldn't you want to make the playing field equal? Of course not. Of course you wouldn't want to do that because you realize how poor of a candidate Joe Biden has been and always was. So I'm going to take a break, rolling to the 9 o'clock news, followed by my next guest this morning. I encourage you to continue to tune in because it's Ben Fuchs, pharmacist, and he will be taking your calls. So if you've got some health concern or health-related question, please uh, be prepared to call in. Uh, I will announce when we will be doing that. I'll try to get to as many calls as possible during the hour that he will be joining me this morning. So stay tuned on the Meg Ellison Show on WSAU.